welcome everybody. My name is Trish and welcome to another Annalee Labor's Speak Out podcast. In these regular chats, we consider and debate the issues and actions that are important to us in the branch for our local communities, our state, our nation and even the world. This time we're not going to focus so much on policy but the history of our branch. We're actually celebrating a birthday. The Annerley Labor Branch is 20 years old. I'm here with a number of the founding members, Rod, Julian, Lee and Noel. Welcome, everybody. Hi, Trish. Thanks. Hi, Trish. Hi, Trish. Hi, Trish. Hi, 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 everyone. So, Rod, I'm a relatively new branch member but I'd like to get some ideas from you and maybe some uh, information for other new branch members about why this birthday is so important. Some of the highlights and some of the history of the branch, just to get us into context. Um, Thanks, Trish. Yeah, I guess, I guess 20 years, um, you know, as you said, we're all founding members. We were all at the inaugural meeting um, that happened basically on the 7th of March in 2001. Um, Essentially, uh, there was a group of us, uh, about 12 of us, I think, uh, from memory, got together on a, there's a building on the corner of Dudley Street East and Ipswich Road in Annerley. um, And we got together to have an inaugural AGM. And, um, and, but there's a little bit of a reason about why we actually did that. And going back, and I don't know whether people remember, but 20 years ago, um, the Australian Labor Party was embroiled in a bit of a controversy um, that culminated in the Shepherdson Inquiry, which was basically an inquiry into um, electoral fraud and misconduct from a few individuals uh, that were in the party. Um, and uh, some of those individuals were, were actually uh, part and parcel of um, one of the two local branches that existed at the time, um, and back then there was the Annerley Central branch and there was the Annerley Fairfield branch. Now, I was in the Annerley Fairfield branch and um, some of these uh, figures that were associated with what happened with Shepherdson Inquiry, um, basically um, they were in the Annerley Central branch. So effectively what happened was uh, that inquiry, uh, as it unfolded, and the report was actually handed down uh, April of 2001, um, some of those some of those people had left the party or were expelled from the party. So when that happened, uh, it left this void um, where Annerley Central Branch was on the verge of basically collapsing. And the idea then was simply um, let's amalgamate the two branches and let's just have one branch that uh, will cover the local area. And that's how the Annerley Branch got together and that's how on the 7th of March 2001, we, we crammed into that, that room on that first floor of, the, um, of that building and had our AGM. So, so, Rod, just to get some clarity for people who may not be as wise as some of the current members on the forum today, what was the Shepherdson Inquiry focusing on? There was a bit of a controversy because the new branch emerged out of the ashes of those branches to commit to some different values. But yeah. they were responding to some controversy there. So just give us a little bit of a potted history yeah, there so, about what that was. Certainly, yes. I, I mean, when you when you look at basically what was happening uh in the party at that time and, and what was happening with, um, you know, uh, plebiscites for, which, which is, you know, a vote to endorse candidates. Um, some people were engaging in fraudulent enrolments where they were enrolling people um, fraudulently to vote in a plebiscite to select candidates for, for various things. And a couple of the individuals that were involved in that practice um, which became very much part of, of this factional culture that, that existed at the time about, um, you know, whatever it takes to win, we've got to do it. Um, that basically, that was, that was part of what led to Shepherdson because it, it all unfurled, it all, you know, got revealed about this practice was going on 
which was an illegal practice because, you, you know, people were enrolling uh, fraudulently. And, um, and essentially what Shepherdson did, the inquiry, was brought all those practices out into light. And I, I really encourage people to go back and have a look at that uh, Shepherdson inquiry report because it gives you an idea about the culture. Um, and, and, this, and this isn't a culture that was widespread. This is a culture in, in a small minority of people that unfortunately, you know, tainted uh, the Labor Party to a certain extent, um, even though the state election that was held early that year, Labor had this huge landslide because Peter Beattie was, was ready to, to step in and make sure that those sorts of practices that, was, that were going on in the Labor Party were, was going to be wiped out and addressed. And effectively, we've, the party changed the rules uh, significantly as a result of Shepherdson. Um, but, but effectively, locally, what that meant was that, you know, people wanted to see, uh, you know, a new branch, a new culture, a new identity where those old practices, you know, were definitely frowned upon and that culture swept away. And that's what led to the Annerley branch being formed. Well, thanks, Rob. That, that gives us a really nice context for that time. I'll throw to you, Lee. You were quite a young woman when you joined the branch at that time. And were those the values uh, that attracted you to joining the new branch at that time? Yeah, I think so. And in, in my family, we were, it was like the family business. So everyone was a member of the Labor Party and you signed up at 15. And I'm not actually sure why I wasn't a member of a branch before the Annerley branch, but um, yeah, my mum asked me to do it as a favour. She said, oh, you have to go and do this with Rod. And I said, okay, because I was used to doing favours for mum. Like I'd been letterboxing since I was five. I had done polling day since I was five as well. So it was just something that we did in my family. We were just activists and, yeah, so we um, just the next step, I guess, was joining a brand and it just happened to be that one. Oh, that's fantastic. Normally that's about religion is drummed into us as young children. So <laughs> it, it sound, which is fine, of course, um, coming from a Wynnum Catholic social justice community myself. So on the, that issue of social justice, clearly your family, as, as my family in Gympie, have a long history of being in the Labor Party. Uh, what specifically are the kind of things that you were doing back then 20 years ago or in that first decade or so uh, that that keeps you committed to this branch um I think I think back then I think very early on Rod I think we did start doing some community engagement and that's always been my favorite thing about the Annerley branch I think it's something that we do really well having those um, community barbecues with elected reps and it's a chance for them to meet with local people. And I like that about the Annerley branch, that um, they're always, their roots are always strong in that local area. And I think that's why, that's really why it's so successful. Yes, I, I hear that a lot from people and I certainly was drawn to that myself. Um, the, the branch does a lot of interesting uh uh, work in the community where they're really thinking local, um, doing local and thinking global. Noel, I'll throw to you at this point too, just to get your perspective and your recollections of 20 years ago and, and again, touching on, you know, yeah, what are the, the values that we, we are bringing into the modern era with the branch that you, you joined for in the beginning? Uh. I, I guess I was drawn to uh, the branch um, because it was a local branch. It was a choice uh, to mean uh, the Uroga branch or the Annerley branch, but there was a clear distinction for me, and that was that the uh, the Uroga branch would, uh, used to meet on uh, uh, Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and it's like, you're kidding. I'm not going to a, a political <laughs> branch meeting at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Uh, and for those who know how the Yonga branch worked at the time, it was very a family orientated branch anyhow. Yes. So they, they would have um, coffee, catch ups and all that before they even had their, their meetings. So 
um, I was, uh, it was suggested they go annually because there are evening meetings. Um, and uh, uh, that was sort of where I picked that as the local branch, so to speak. And um, also joined the branch because of uh, becoming more and more active, I guess. And by um, also joining the branch, you, um, what do you call it, to enact your uh, membership rights because if you don't join a branch, um, you can't participate in plebiscites and those other things. And, and tell us a bit more about that, Noel, because I, I agree with you. I think the branch offers a range of ways for members to be involved. And sometimes we do meet on weekends. Sometimes it's night times. Uh, so there's a range of things we do. But what is the value that you find? You, you know, you touched on the idea that it, being a branch member allows you access to certain activities. And, and what, what's most important for you in that sense? Oh, I think over the years, um, it's also become an issue of friendship because you get to know the people, uh, go to functions, have a drink after the meeting, catch up other times, uh, campaign together. You know, so over the time, you uh, essentially um, become friends with people over the time. That sort of also helps connect you, I think. You, yes. you find people um, you have a lot in common with common values, common interests. Um, so I would say that over this time, it's, it's what reinforces, I think, uh, the branch is that um, you say you gain friendships, but also it's a branch that uh, I think it's fair to say that is um, quite diverse and resilient as well. So it continues to evolve, probably driven by Rod more than anyone who always tries to try something new. Um, Yes, so, I'd agree with you, Noel. Rod, Rod's administrative flair um, and expertise, of course, keeps people on track. Uh, and you're, you're right, there's a lot of people with different uh, perspectives and diverse skill sets. If I could throw to you, Julia, just on that uh, element of the branch, uh, mm-hmm. you're a world traveller as well. You've been around the world. You, you engage oh. in, in diverse <laughs> ways with a, a range of diverse people. Is that what attracted you to the branch and and continues to keep you involved at this point? Um, it's it's definitely something that that continues to keep me involved. Um, yeah, my history, um, my association with the branch and my an, uh, initial association is 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 a little different from both uh, Noel and Lee. I was also a member of of, of one of the former branches, Annalee Central, and um, I actually wasn't particularly active at the time. Um, I had young children and I was sort of, I had been a member of the Labor Party, I think for about 14 years at that point. So I'd been a member for quite some time. Um, but, uh, I wasn't particularly, I wasn't particularly active, but I'd had, uh, the, the history and I guess to pick up on, on something Noel had said, and I'd, I, you know, I did have a number of of friends, not probably close friends at the time. Um, but I knew this was an important moment. And for me, um, the sort of the progressive outlook um, that a number of the found, other founding members had and the branch had was probably what um, kept me in the branch or, you know, uh, took, took, me, took me to the, to the, to the branch initially um as well as the fact like Noel it was you know it was a local branch I was living in um Tarragindi at the time um so 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 that was another part of it and, and can I pick of, up Julian just on that the diversity oh, oh yes sorry, go on. Go yeah on. well well in terms of the diversity I think that's one of its core values um and it's one of the and it's one of the values that brought me to the Labor Party and to politics and drives what it is I do, drives, you know, as as you reflected, a big part, you know, a part of my life. I've lived overseas, for example. Um, you know, I have done a bit of travelling, not 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 a huge amount, but a bit of travelling and 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 hope to do more once once things um, open up a little. Um, but yeah, but certainly 
uh, the value, you know, valuing diversity, uh, I think is a core is, is definitely a strong core plank of the branch and, and, uh, and keeps me involved as well as community. Anyway, sorry, you were going to ask me a, another question. Well, I was, I'd like to pick up on that, that element of diversity. And then I want to go to this issue about the word progressive. What, what does mm. that actually mean for us? Mm. But sure. I would agree with you that I, I think in terms of big D diversity and small D diversity, certainly mm-hmm. the branch lives those values. We have people from all geographic areas, uh, educational backgrounds, ages, um, cultural, historical, etc., and, and all folk are welcome. Mm. And, and the guiding force, I would believe, if tell me if you agree with this, is this issue that we we, we say we're active, uh, we're local. And we are progressive. What does that word progressive mean to you? Um, for me, it means uh, positive social change, um, social and economic reform that advantages uh, or adva- sorry advances. Um, uh, those who are um, marginalised in, you know, in society. That 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 sounds very broad and almost esoteric, but um, I guess if I were to capture it, it would be, it it would be it would be that. Um, so, yeah, so, so yeah, I would agree with you, Julian. I think mm. I think that's true. I think we do very much work towards getting that balance right between people having independence and choice and wealth, but having that wealth shared because often that wealth is created Mm. uh, by people who are hard workers. And as we all Mm. know, trickle down economy doesn't, Mm. the theory doesn't work. So Mm. if I can come back to you, Rod, just to pick up on those issues, uh, is, is this why it's important to be a branch member because obviously working local, having diverse ideas and those ideas being progressive ideas, how how do we make a difference though? If we keep things local, it's not going to make a difference. So it it might make a difference locally, but how do we get that up onto the state stage or the national stage? So what is it that being a member allows us to do to move policy or to to influence people up the line? Well, I think it's important that um, being a branch member is, um, you know, fundamental to the party in the sense that um, you're inside the tent, you do have a say, you you can um, vote for delegates uh, that, um, you know, go to conferences that, you know, are advancing hopefully policies that you've worked for, um, many of them progressive policies, and, and, and branch members have certainly done that, uh, where, you know, over the years we've supported um, certain policy positions and worked very hard, to you know, towards realising them. But, you know, unless we have progressive people in our parliament, unless we have progressive people in our party pushing and advocating for real change for, that reflect our values. And it always comes back to, for me, it's important that we understand the values that make the Labor Party different to other parties. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that we, you know, the ALP is a democratic socialist party. You know, we, we've got very strong core values like freedom, equality, um, democracy, social justice, equity, um, you know, social cooperation, environmental sustainability, all those sorts of things. Um, we believe in all those sorts of things. And the beauty of a part of, of being in a branch is that you're working with other people that become your friends. And, and you know, I, I pick up what, you know, what Noel and, and Julian have said about that you do develop friendships with people that share common values. And you are, you know, you're in the trenches with them fighting for those things day in, day out. And we do see wins on the board. And and there's been some really good progressive governments, you know, even on when you look at the state level, what we've seen over the last uh, few years, 
in particular, we've seen, you know, like look at the abortion law reform and all those sorts of things that have happened. That's because people have kept in the party, have, have you know, worked with one another and never given up the fight. And, um, and that's why I've stayed, you know, for all the years. I've been in the party for just over 30 years. And, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I tell you what, you win more than you lose in terms of those, a lot of those um, fights, and that's important. So that's yes. where branch membership really does come into it. Yes, I think a lot of people I've met certainly talk about that camaraderie and we certainly build in to our regular activities, uh, you know, that social uh, element that, that allows us to also relax a little bit and still talk about these issues. Uh, Lee, if I could bring you in here at this point as well, in terms of those policies, uh, uh, whether we talk about uh, livability or sustainability in terms of environment issues and and wealth creation for all, where people can make choices in their lives, what what's really dear to your heart? What what's grown over this last twenty years for you, and what are you working on at the moment? Uh, I think I I think I really got behind. Um, well, we all did, but I think marriage equality for me was one that. We've really worked hard as a branch and um, even in Graham's office, it was something that everyone really believed in and we never gave up fighting for it. Um, yeah, so I I thought that was a particularly good one. That was the first thing that came to mind when you just asked me that, actually. Well, good on um, you because we got there, didn't we? And it, yeah. it, the joy that erupted across the nation for the majority of Australians was palpable uh, when that decision came down. There's no doubt about it. So I think it is this thing, and, and I'm not sure if you feel this way, but I certainly felt... I'm a small cog in a big machine, but I certainly contribute to that. And it was very, very satisfying. Um, yeah, definitely. I yeah. definitely felt like that. It felt like it was, it was everybody's win. And yes. that was, I think that was really special. So yes. it was good no, to see that. That was a good one. It was, it, it was wonderful. Um, and Noel, if I can bring you in here as well, like in terms of this last 20 years and, the things that are dear to your heart. What, what, are you, what have you been working on and what are you working on now? It's a good question. There's a whole series of uh, policy initiatives that have gone through the Emily branch, I'm trying to put my finger on any specific one. Um, I mean, there's a, it's not a big issue, but it was one that took some time, was the um, container deposit legislation, which is something yes. um, I sort of championed in the first year or two of joining the branch. It did take a little lot time, almost 20 years to get there, but we got it in the platform in the first three or four years, but um, um, had a few hiccups along the t uh, lines. I remember a couple of national conferences uh, <coughs> having, uh, I would describe it as robust conversations with a couple of uh, uh, prominent uh, Labor Party figures on that particular topic. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll name him, Margaret. Um, <laughs> Peter Garrett, who was the shadow um, environmental spokesman, was opposed to container deposit legislation and used the excuse it was a state issue and, you know, that it wasn't an issue for the feds to deal with and blah, blah, blah. Ironically, uh, uh, at the time, I didn't know who the young woman I was talking to who I was told to go and speak to to um, get support uh, by, the, by, uh, by the name of uh, Penny Wong, who seconded my motion mm -hmm. and helped try to negotiate getting it through, but not before um, and Garrett and his staff um, carved the, 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 um, the um, resolution back a fair bit, anyhow. That's one that took a while to get through. And, and you would have thought someone story. like him would have supported it, but he didn't, which is Yeah, weird. no, that, that's a fantastic story, Noel, even though we could call you a name dropper there. But I think yeah, <laughs> good clearly. on you. Good on well, you. That it, 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 it's it, I, it, I the interesting thing. Was, <laughs> go I didn't on. know she was senator-elect. And someone, um, someone, someone said, just go and talk to her. She'll support. They're from South Australia. They've had it forever. And I said, I know. And she was the one who sort of supported me. Um, when I got the pushback from Garrett. 
No, that's that's fantastic because I think these are some of the opportunities that people will get to rub shoulders with some of uh, emerging stars and also influential people. Um, but it, it sort of fascinates me too. And, and, of course, as we do get wiser through the years, we understand that some things do take a long time. And you mentioned, you know, getting something written down in the first three years but taking another 15 or so to get up and running. And, Julian, if I can bring you in here, um, is, that, is that your experience as well or have you had opportunities where you've been able to get uh, ideas up and running quickly or, or, or do we have to have patience? Is this, is this, do we have to be in it for the long haul? I think we do have to be in it for the long haul. I don't have such a, I've, I've heard this story from Noel, that story from Noel before <laughs> actually, and it is a great story. Um, and I don't have such a story. Maybe I'm just not a good storyteller. I don't know, Trish. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I do think, you know, I mean, the Labor Party, I, I, I said this, you know, a couple of times um, yesterday at our regional members assembly, you know, we are the party of reform. And I think the nature of reform is it's a long process. And, you know, I work in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education policy, that's sort of you know, that I've been doing that on and off for almost 20 years, actually. And I've been in the space for a, a, a lot longer than that. And I, you know, I, I think if you ask an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander Australian, they will probably affirm what I'm saying. It takes a long time to get some kind of justice and social justice. And, you know, Noel Sorry, I think, bears, bears that out. Um, I think the, you know marriage equality uh that lee mentioned uh is is another is is another one um uh rod and i um moved and seconded i seconded they were written by rod um you know several motions yesterday at the regional members assembly um some of them going back for a second time i mean it's a it's a long slow process and you know a lot of the opposition is sometimes about very nuanced uh, you know yeah it, it, it is is quite nuanced uh, there there are a range of reasons why you know things are resisted or not progressed um government you know we want to be you know we want to be in government we have fortunately been in government for most of the last 30 years, 30 or, you know, 31 and a half years in Queensland. Um, but, you know, there's, there are competing priorities, um, all of those sorts of practical reasons why, why things take time. And I'm not trying to excuse, you know, excuse the slowness, but it's just the reality. It probably um, goes back to your idea of uh, diversity, would you say, Julian, in that, uh, and, and I'll throw to you, Rod, on this one, in that if you could give just a, a quick expose of what the regional mem uh, member assemblies are about and, and uh, the diversity of views that, you know, might not be a negative, but it can certainly, as Julian says, take time then to move those sorts of policies through, can't it, um, Rod, uh, in, in that sense? Yeah, certainly. Uh, look, um the thing about a major party like the ALP is that it's, 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 and I don't want to use, it's, it's a broad tent. It's a big tent. Um, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different people in the party. Um, you know, we don't always see eye to eye on every single issue and nor should we be expected to. There's always a difference of opinion. And one of the things that uh, Julian alluded to the regional member assembly, uh, uh, known as an RMA, a regional member assembly, which is which is actually an initiative out of our branch. Um, can I just say, we our branch basically wanted to see and has always argued for a more democratic, more participatory, um, you know, ALP. And effectively, a, a regional member assembly is uh, like a mini conference of every single grassroots member is eligible to attend and vote on policies uh, policy proposals, rule change proposals that go to um, state conference, which we're going to have later uh, this year, I think in June. So, um, so 
when the RMAs get set up, and we had one yesterday, uh, effectively you get a, a whole range of different policy ideas and you have that debate. And the beauty of it is, is that you get to hear different perspectives on issues. And I think that's important because it helps us understand how we can improve the policy process. If someone has got a different perspective that maybe the author of the original policy motion hadn't considered, you can have those debates, respectful debates, and uh, sometimes there are amendments, and, and, and there were some uh, motions that I put up that were amended, and I loved the, the amendments were great ideas. And again, you get this, you get when you get a clash of ideas and you get differences of opinion, Sometimes you you can change your mind on something and actually say, you know what, that's actually a really good idea. Let's build that into the policy as well. So um, that's why it's important to have um, people from diverse backgrounds in our party. And but not only that, give them the means to be able to have a voice. And that's what the regional member assemblies and branches are all about: is giving people an, a voice, empowering people so that they can, so for the, you know, the issues that they're passionate about, um, you know, they can see that other people support them and it, and it takes it further and in some cases becomes government policy. And I'd agree with you, Rod. My experience in the branch is that, you know, like many volunteer organisations, the Anne Labor branch relies on the passion uh, and the skill of key people who come with great ideas. And, and again, I'll call you in here, Lee, over time, have you certainly felt you've, you've found a voice, but have you actually, by talking with other people, moved your perspective on any particular policy and, and learnt from others and, and grown through that? It, has that been your experience, Lee? I think I'm, I'm more of a campaigner than I am a policy person if I have to take it. If I have to choose one or the other, I'm more of a campaigner. And I've actually learned a lot through door knocking and direct phone calling about what people really think, because I think sometimes as a party, we think we know best and we think we know what people actually want. And then you go and talk to them and you realise realize that that they don't care about the same things that we care about. And I think that's really important because it actually gives you a big picture of what's happening out there and it speaks to like it tells you about the demographic of people and the things that are important to them and I think I've learned a lot through doing that to be honest by I think yeah, to people. That's a, yeah it's a beautiful approach to take because we are representatives of people and I think that direct connection which is also certainly something that the branch takes great pride in um, and collects lots of data and stats on for our local uh, state and national representatives. Uh, you know, it's really important. So I think that's a fantastic uh, lens to look at it, Lee. Is, is that your experience as well, Noel, that you you want to be connected, you talk with a lot of people when you're creating a policy or when you're taking something that's passionate for you? Do you go out and consult with others as well? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I consult with others, but um, in that case, it's more like-minded people. It's not about door knocking or phone calls. Um, I think it's uh, incumbent on us as the Labor Party and the progressive reformist um, entity to set the uh, direction. I'm sure if um, how do I put it, if we if you went around on door knocking. Um, on the topic of marriage equality 10 years ago, I'm pretty sure you would have not got necessarily a positive um, reaction. It took time yes. for uh, it to, uh, what's, the, what's the word? You know, everything has its time, you know. Um, and take, yes. Where, so if you went around in, in um, you know, pre-2007 and started talking about marriage equality, not many people would have cared or connected to it, only those directly affected. Yes. So unless the agenda is being set by us through a policy framework, it doesn't necessarily get that engagement. So I do accept what Lee is saying. Yes, many people that you engage with in the community don't really connect with politics. They don't realise that the government and politics influences their day. Um, a lot of them are, in fact, apathetic. That's be realistic. Yes. What, what we need to do is engage with them and convince them uh, 
to connect and adopt and support policies we put forward. We're rarely going to get a situation where the general community is going to impose a policy on us in a sense. It's, you know, the Labor Party is going to be well ahead of that. And I think that's a fantastic perspective too, Noel, because what I hear from both of you is this combination and the balance that we need to get with uh, consulting with people, hearing what their concerns are, as Lee was saying, and also researching and driving agenda based on even a broader uh, approach to getting information uh, through other means of research. Uh, Julian, if I bring you in here... Is that the way you go about being involved in policy creation? Uh, Do you start from where your passion is, do research, and then move out and talk to people? What's your approach in that sense? Mm. Uh, It's an interesting question, and I'm not sure that it's always, you know, that that it's as neat as having the same approach. I mean, broadly, I think it's, it's both, and broadly, it has to be both. Um, uh, you know, a lot of it is, you know, research within and, and coming up with, you know, the, the platform. And that's often, that is often internal, uh, in terms of, um, policy development, but it's, you know, I mean, there's different, there's, there's different points in the, in the policy process um really isn't there you know there's 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 that there's that internal discussion there's the you know advancing stuff within the party and then there's actually um you know that the the nature of policy and and platform and decisions of government which i think is really you know where um uh the community at large come in and that you know, and that's where you get this kind of complex interplay of, you know, the platform, the formal policy, yes. and then the issues people care about, and 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 the the policy reality is always this kind of negotiation between those two, which is you know, which is where you you get simple expressions like you know, policy being. Um, a com- yeah, politics being, you know, a compromise, <laughs> for example. Yes. Um, um, Which can yeah. actually sometimes uh, raise strong emotions in people, can't it? And absolutely. I guess, yeah, I guess if I can, you know, move to you, Rod, just as we move to the last five minutes or so of, of our chat. Uh, uh, Trish, it's Noel here. Just oh, yes, Noel. Flying from what uh, Julian said before, we moved to Rod. Uh, having been inside the uh, the sausage machine at times, um, <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say what uh, Julian said is true. Um, the platform is the platform. It does not always mean that government, when in government, they will adopt it in full. In some instances, they will ignore the platform. In other yes. instances, they will modify or it will be compromised. Um, and... It will go through several evolutions. So mm. I think people need to recognise that, even though the platform might be well-meaning document, not always will the elected politicians fully support it. Uh, yes. There have been instances in the past where, well, let's be honest, like privatisation, absolutely opposite. And there have been other uh, examples where I've heard politicians say um, we're elected by the the whole community, not by the party. And I've had words with those particular politicians over the years, but <laughs> we need to recognise that, that some of them think that way. Yes. Um, so we just need to, I guess, that reflects that thing why it takes so long sometimes. There's a lot of evolution yeah. and compromise. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Let Rod supplement that. I think it's that. true. One of the modern philosophers of our time talks about the noble art of compromise. And, and I guess... As you say, that that that's combined with new data, new research, new perspectives. If we're certainly looking at you know decades sometimes for policy to become reality, um, Rod, I know we work very hard, you and I together, and others, with regard to you know harnessing this 
this passion and and this skill set for our new members and and for members generally uh how, how do we keep this going in the future how how would you like to see the branch move forward and and activities and support and skill building for our members what what's high on your agenda at the moment well look definitely um you know going forward we always need to make sure that we continue to engage with our members, whether they've been in the branch for 20 years or whether they've been in the branch for for two months. And it's about being attentive to issues as they arise and always, you know, seeking new ideas. And that's been one of the strengths of the Anley branch is that we're not a one-trick pony. Um, You know, we always look, you know, ask members about the issues that are important for them. Um, And and that's why, you know, every year we, we have a um, you know, an annual survey about, you know, making sure that, you know, what are the, what are the things that members are passionate about? And, uh, and that leads into a couple of things. Um, you know, Lee, Lee raised the, the issue of campaigning. You know, the campaigning aspect is incredibly important because if we don't win elections, if we don't win seats, we can't see any of our policies implemented. So the, the campaigning aspect is important just as much as the policy development process is important. So for me, what I, you know, what I'm keen to see is the skills development in both camps develop over the next, you know, few years, um, particularly with the, with the whole swathe of new members that we've had coming into the branch just recently. And that is, you know, um, you know, teaching members about the policy process, how something, how an idea becomes a policy how to write, you know, good policy motions that, that you know, have got a good basis to them, a good empirical or rational basis to them. And the other side of it is the sorts of activities that Lee alluded to, which are incredibly important. Um, you know, particularly we've got a federal election uh, next year, and that is, um, you know, teaching people about the, the subtle art of door knocking and engaging and talking with people one-on-one, phone calling, all that sort of thing. Um, because it is a, a particular art form, um, you know, speaking to other to, to voters, but not only just speaking with them and and understanding, you know, um, you know how you can have those one on one conversations, but also the art of listening to what a voter is telling you, because that's important as well, and that's an important role for branch members that they can become the ears and the eyes. Uh, out there for the party in the community. And, and that's the other thing that, you know, I always emphasise to our members is get involved in your community, um, you know, get involved in the issues that are happening locally and, and form those relationships and bonds. I think that's true, Rob, because we often have wonderful conversations, don't we? We set aside time at branch meetings or separate activities. Um, so we've done a bit of a trip through the tulips over the last 20 years but I'll go around to speak with each of you one last time and Leo I'll just start with you in terms of you know what are you most proud of in the last 20 years or even what you might be doing now like really what's um you know spurring you on to to keep in the game in being active and and local and and a progressive person um as part of this process I think um, it's probably equality for women. I think that's, I think every woman has that on the agenda moving forward. And I think the Annerley branch, is it, Rod, do we have about 40% women in our Yeah, branch? roughly about that, yeah. And considering we started at foundation with two, I think we can say that's pretty good growth. That's um, fantastic. And obviously yeah. moving forward, we want to see more women and we want to see more women from Annerley branch being elected positions I think that would be an excellent goal for the Annerley branch absolutely and we certainly want to contribute to uh, the national debate that's occurring uh, women in uh, in the private sphere and the public sphere and in politics uh, a different way of doing politics that respect uh, which which is really on the national agenda at the moment respecting people as professionals so yeah thank you Lee that that's of course it's dear to my heart as well uh, over to you Noel like what What's, what are you most proud of what, and what do you want to be doing still in the next uh, 20 years? Proud of? Um, I just think that uh, 
it's really the case that it has become, as I said, uh, a base, a, a branch based around friendship. But that diversity issue and that what Rod keeps doing is sort of trying to renew and grow the branch. Um, and I have to look at the size of the branch. Um, uh, you know, it's quite impressive that it's been so sustained and, and growing uh, and keeps adjusting. Um, I, I think a lot of that's got to go down to Rod, to be honest. Uh, I'd agree. I'd agree. Because, it, you know, but I think part of that is the fact that Rod, a part of that process is pushes that whole notion of um, what can we do different, uh, what feedback is there. So in terms of the, you know, the annual survey and stuff like that, um, I think that's a pretty important issue. Uh, the fact that um, in it, 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 that is about listening, I guess, the sur- surveying uh, uh, members every year and trying to do things a little different, um, uh, I'd say all of those combined uh, make us proud that the uh, Annerley branch is a pretty strong branch and has a fair degree of clout within the influencing policy within the Labor Party. It, uh, it's true to say that there's no doubt about it. Uh, the politicians that I speak to, either socially or formally, certainly have a very uh, healthy respect for our branch. There's no doubt about that. So thank you, Noel. Um, Julian, over to you. What are you most proud of um, in being part of the branch and, and how you want to take that into the future? Yes, good question because there's there's a lot. I certainly I certainly endorse uh, both Lee and Noel's um, comments and 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 observations. I think um, we talked a little bit before, you know, about the marriage equality debate and um, and the branches support. Um, in general, for the LBGTIQ plus community and issues uh, um, that you know pertain to um, ad- advancing the interests of of that community, I and I, I think f- for me one of the things that jumps out is not only has the Annerley branch been an active part of of the policy and, and advocacy, but I think uh, is also um, a safe space uh, within the party um, for a number of members of, of the LGBTIQ plus community. Um, so that's certainly something that should be recognised and, and celebrated. Um, Moving forward, I, I mean, one of the things that keeps me in the branch is, you know, the strong community focus. Uh, and I think that's one of the things because Annalee for me is a chosen place to, to live, um, and stay. And I think our connection with the community and some of the work that, uh, we can uh, continue and build on with the community is something that's probably going to drive me moving forward. Fantastic. Uh, and I, I understand from uh, other members in the branch, that's certainly their motivation as well. And Rod, I'll throw to you as we we finish the conversation in terms of, can you name something that you're most proud of and, and what's your vision for the future of the branch? Oh, well, I mean, Noel and Julian have, and, and Lee have pretty much um, hit upon a lot of the things that I think I'm, I'm proud about. But, but if you were to say to me, what is, the, what is the thing that I'm most proud about in terms of being involved in the branch? It comes back to the comrades that I have in the branch, the friends that, that, uh, friendships that I've developed with a whole range of people, not just over the last 20 years. You know, I'd certainly consider Noel, Julian and Lee to be, to be you know, good friends, um, but also people that have just joined recently that, you know, I've had a lot of contact with, you know, as being as a branch secretary. That to me is, you know, seeing ourselves as more of a community 
rather than just a, a branch of the Australian Labor Party, for me is the most important thing because, um, you know, as you go through life, finding people that you share values with, um, whether it's your, your own partner or whatever, is, is incredibly important, you know, to, to go through life, particularly if you believe in certain things and you're passionate about certain values, which, you know, a lot of people in the Labor Party are passionate about. Um, developing those friendships is the core of what the branch is all about. And so for me, the fact that, you know, um, I've now known Noel for well over 20 years, Saint, well, Julian I've known for, for 30 years, and, and Lee I've known for about 25 years, um, you know, that's that's important to me. So um, that's that's probably the biggest achievement that I would say is even more important than the fact that we've grown 190% over the last 20 years or anything like that. Um, but going forward, uh, look, you know, and, and look, and, and I acknowledge that Noel has named me as, you know, the, the core reason of success. I'm, it's not me alone. It's us together that have built this branch and sustained it. And so going forward, all I want to see is the things that we've done uh, built upon so that, you know, the things that we want to see, how we want to see a more inclusive society, um, you know, we start seeing more wins on the board for, for whether it's, you know, better housing, um, you know, improve our democracy, more equality for, you know, for, for women and for other people that have been marginalised in society. Um, that's that's never going to end. And I think, the you know, putting that passion and energy uh, over the coming years is going to be incredibly important. And I can see that the Annerley branch will continue to be part of that journey. Well, thank you, Rod. I, I think on that note, you've really summed up a lot of stuff that uh, we often don't talk about. I, I certainly believe that that process that we are modelling is the goals we put into our policies we want people to be motivated we want people to be connected um your beautiful phrase about well it's us together is really one of the fundamental values that drives the branch so uh I think that's a beautiful way to uh, just finish this conversation for this time and I, I would like to thank you all uh Rod uh Lee Julian and Noel for being part of the conversation today and just to let our listeners know in the branch and elsewhere that these podcasts are regular um, and they're just, uh, we also have webinars and, and they're just two of the things where we uh, connect and involve our members in activities so that they can engage with each, with each other, um, build understanding, uh, build confidence and build the skills to continue the branch into the future and how we can continue to contribute to the state national um, and local policy and actions. So thank you to all of you. And you. I hope you can join me next time for Anley Labor Branches Speak Out podcast sessions. Good night, everyone. <laughs>